welcome to my channel. My name is Lisa Alistway, and on this channel, you will find a variety of inspirational and informational videos. My guest today is Miriam Yance, who is an accredited healer, clairvoyant, claircognizant, transformational coach, inspirational speaker, and visual artist. Miriam graduated cum laude from the School of Intuition and Healing in London and is an accredited coach at ITIP, Institute of Applied Integral Psychology. Miriam inspires and guides others to discover who they are by recognizing their soul's intention. I will be linking her website and YouTube channel, which focuses on healing and awareness down in the description box. Welcome, Miriam. Thank you so very much. It's such a joy to be connected to Texas. Yes, it's such a joy yeah. for me too. Um, I started watching your channel about a year ago. I don't know how it popped up on my YouTube channel, but I find it very comforting uh, for these times. And I really um, encourage others to check out your channel because you've got some really good stuff on there. Thank you. I try to be brief in all my videos so that people can take it in, digest it, take their time. And I, I mean, I can make an expose that takes an hour and a half, but it's something else. So I like to, you know, what I call put heart in people. So when they have just one thought that keeps them going on, feeling less isolated, um, feeling less depressed or let the negative thoughts not get into their system too much, then I'm already very happy that I'm able to do that. I think it's very effective because it's short, sweet, to the point, and people's attention spans are not really long-lasting. So I think I think it's really good. Um, so, go ahead. No, 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 go, go, go. Uh, so that kind of kicks off my first question um, about being a transformational coach and what really drew you to do this type of work. Well, that's absolutely something that has to do with an inner calling, and um, I think I've had my gifts. Uh, already when I was a child, I, I, I was born with it, and it certainly had to do something with my destiny. But of course, as a child, it takes you some time to find out what your gifts are and um, why you definitely need to develop them. Mm -hmm. um, and then what's the meaning of having gifts? What are you supposed to do with it? But the funny thing is that I, I seem to attract a lot of people who have gifts. And I'm not aware of it and um, have blockages in their energy system, which makes it hard for them to realize that they have, that they are gifted, that they're highly sensitive or um, they can hear really well or be empathic in a, in a different way. Uh, they can have hailing hands, things like that, and they don't realize it. And that's really something that I like to do is help them or assist them in taking out the blockages so they can free themselves and say, oh, wow, wait a minute, I've got some gifts here, let's work with it. Because that's what I found out over the years, that your soul, let's say the thing that made you an inhabited body, a human body. Um, yeah, maybe my, my uh, expressions are a little bit Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> But you go with it, and if you have questions, you just ask the questions. But if if you listen to your inner calling, it makes you happier. Mm -hmm. So I see people discover that they have gifts or 
that they recognize it in others, even mm -hmm. in their children, for instance, and it makes them happier. So you have more strength, you have more um, health, uh, you can last longer, you're stronger uh, also in doing any job you do. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's quite mm -hmm. important to um, have listened to my inner calling. And of course, I mean, it had to go with illnesses and frustration and yes. oh my gosh. <laughs> so but in the end, it was, uh, I'm glad I made the, the, the change um, and I went for it. So yeah. Yes. So one of these gifts that you talk about a lot is um, intuition. And I know you are very high in your intuition abilities and you try to help and teach people to get in touch with their own intuition and not to suppress it and deny it. How do you help your clients with that? Whoa, um, that covers a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, I got time. <laughs> you know, it's like you started doing your videos. So there was intuitive knowing that you had to do something with your ability to be like working with media, social media, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and to me, everyone is intuitive, everyone. Yes. You cannot live without intuition. I worked for the uh, stock exchange, believe it or not, <laughs> but as an artist, I didn't do any business, but I talked a lot to the people who were brokers, traders, whatever, and said, where do you base your decisions on? And it's always intuition, but they don't call it intuition. They don't name it intuition. That makes it a little bit hard to start a conversation about it, but say, but I feel intuitive that you are very well at so-and-so. And they say, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's beautiful, but it gave me um, working for some banks and the option um, exchange. Uh, in Amsterdam and also I've been to Wall Street and Chicago, uh, the mercantile, just to see what was happening, uh, what made people tick and it was very interesting. So this last year has been extra challenging and difficult, actually the last two years with yes. COVID and restrictions and uncertainty and people have gone through a whole host of emotions and feelings, whether it's anxiety, depression, stress, fear. You name it. And so um, what would you give as far as some, maybe some encouraging advice as we move into the new year? Well, the thing is that um, there's also another side to the coin. So we went through a lot of, can I say that? <laughs> Here on, on all levels. I mean, it has been very confrontational for a lot of people. Um, but there is another side to the coin, and the other side is enlightenment. So one thing comes with the other. And of course, that might sound a little bit weird when you're taking over by fear. So when you feel fearful, it will be hard to feel that there is something else going on as well. Mm -hmm. So I would advise people in the first place to admit that they feel fearful. Then you can look at what blocks you in letting fear transform in 
observation. So when you're able to, I fear illness of hospitals or loss or whatever. Um, I say, okay, I watch myself having these fears, right? Mm -hmm. Then you get into another state of awareness and then you can make it easier for yourself to kind of notice where the blocks are. Are you really very afraid that you're losing contact with your family members? Are you so afraid of becoming ill? Or what, what is the fear? And what I found out that with a lot of people, their fears are connected to pains in the beginning of their lives, not mm -hmm. about the situation right now. Mm -hmm. So getting to know you and your fear is a very fast track towards getting to know you from your source. And that to me is a, a very important thing to work on as well, uh, because it will shock you. When you find out, whoa, I've always been afraid that my mother would leave me and not pick me up from school, right? Something like that can be very small, but that fear is in your cellular memory, in your body, and it's all triggered by this cloud of fear that we are living in right now, which is like, um, too much for a lot of people because there's no moment to relax. There's no moment where you can say, oh, let's breathe and have a, have a day of rest. We're, let's step out of it. No, we cannot step out of it. We're forced to face it. We're forced to be in it. And um, if you see it as an opportunity to get, your know, to get to know yourself really well and free yourself from all kinds of fears that have been directing you and limiting you throughout your life, then you're in such a much better place in the end. But it takes courage, it takes time, you need support. So you don't need to face it. You shouldn't face it by yourself only. So find like-minded people or find a supporter like me, find someone had, who helps you get some clarity on where the details are. And the funny thing of this whole COVID situation is also that it goes beyond our lives. And I'm sure you know that this whole thing started ages ago, right? This, is, mm -hmm. this has its roots in like agendas that are date from a long time ago. So when you realize that to say, okay, we have two tracks that I need to work on. One is the track of my physical life, my physical family and my physical ancestors and all the things that they experienced are still playing a role in my life. And I have my, um, my timeline also with my soul groups. So why did I come into this body at this time on earth to be a participant in the transformation. Whoa. <laughs> not, that's, and to me, that's fascinating. As long as you, okay, you need a bit of company, you need a bit of health, you need a bit of uh, conversation, communication with others. They're basic things, fresh air, good food, things like that. But uh, beside that, 
there it is a most fascinating time to live in. Most definitely. And I and I love that you help people appreciate and discover who they are. And I know with like the lockdown, it did give us an opportunity to lock down with ourselves. And um, so that brings me to my next question. How do you help people get in touch with their real self and not their false self? It depends on the person very much because everyone has been wearing masks. Me too. I mean, um, we all do. And um, I'm sure you've met so many interesting people already uh, with your interviews that they know about masks. A lot of people wear a mask because they were told to wear a mask. Mm. So um, a lot of issues have to do with your upbringing, that's for sure. Um, and I see that uh, a lot of people are, let's say, a bit blocked by either opinions of others, expectations from church, religion, um, I must say, uh, schooling, um, or let's say the community where you uh, were brought up in, that has a big influence as well. So also the country where you live in. Um, and your parents? Know, uh, your parents? Yes, oh, definitely. And they are the kind of like, um, how do you say that you have a, a past, past two? <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that long time ago, I was looking for that word in English as well. <laughs> That's funny. That's a funny thing. So the memory of me looking for the word pops up instead of the word. <laughs> <laughs> How it works that's yeah. how it works <laughs> um but of course i mean you have to take all these things in account to make yourself familiar with the mask that you picked up and mm -hmm. you were used to wear them and just you know you cannot take them off all in once uh, so you need you need time also you need to be able to love yourself and a lot of people are not allowed to love themselves or really appreciate themselves and say, respect themselves. Because if you know how to respect yourself, it's very easy to respect anyone else, even if they think so differently from you. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the, to me, the biggest challenge I see people face is not step into shame, guilt, or revenge. Most so definitely. those are traps, right? So when you step into that, then you're blocked again. Yeah. You cannot feel that there is so much support from outer worlds or let's say other realities, light that is supporting us in going mm -hmm. through this whole process. Yes, um, those those negative feelings, even though there's a place for anger and all that, but like the course, hate, the jealousy course. and so yeah. on, it could be very low energy that you're bringing to yourself. Um, so I think, you know, this period that we just went through really provided a reflection for a lot of people because maybe they needed to, you know, revisit and look at the relationships that they were spending their time with and people might yes. have reevaluated their friendships and, um, figured out which ones actually brought you light and which ones brought you down and drained you and was too much toxic and drama and just let those things go and find yeah. more like-minded people. Yes, exactly. And it feels like you were 
uh, like kind of betraying the friends that you let go, right? Mm, you can feel like <laughs> I cannot let them go because they've always been so nice. But when you realize that they're consuming or stealing your energy, you have to let them go. Mm -hmm. So you can say, but I have to be nice to others. But when it means that you're less nice to yourself, it's a no-go. So when it takes something from you and it doesn't give you anything, it's immediately an intuitive signal that you say, it doesn't feel right. But taking that serious is taking yourself serious without understanding everything. And we live in such a mental world that we need to understand everything. We have to number everything. We have to be able to write it down, share, communicate. No, there are many things that are just overwhelmingly uh, sensational. And that's, that's, that's with the... Um, we had some really beautiful days in the last few months as well as the restrictions getting like that. Yeah. At, at the same time, there were moments where you could have uh, dreams that were like lucid, or you could have sensations that your body, body suddenly felt lighter, mm -hmm. or that you suddenly feel attracted to something I never thought about, but I really liked it, or I like the taste of that, or I like that company. That's something new. Mm -hmm. And those that are the surprises that the cosmos puts on your path as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, the main thing to do is to be able to observe, observe yourself and observe others. And that takes time. And that's absolutely something that came with this whole crisis, got more time. <laughs> yes. And, and I've noticed with myself, like even of, of, of observing others, not taking things personally because yeah. they're on their own path, they're dealing with their own things. And I don't want to like, you know, integrate it to, and affect my mood. So I just let them be. So yeah. I think that that's really key is also have not only awareness for yourself, but awareness of others and, and not taking it personally. Yeah. But, and I mean, there, there will be situations where where you feel really under attack. Yes. Like yep. when your past is really manifesting itself into an angry parent or an upset uh, family member or even the boss of your company that you work for. So that can be so confronting that you really start doubting yourself. Mm -hmm. And then observing what is happening and being able to observe the emotions of someone else. So the reasons why they get so emotional is, is a very good step mm -hmm. towards becoming aware of what the, your next step is gonna be. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a learning curve. And at the same time, I don't like learning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, anytime we go through like setbacks or dark times, um, it, it is an opportunity to learn. And I think perception is everything. And I know I've learned a lot through dark times. So it's not yes. always negative or bad. Um, and I know soul work is uh, very hard and challenging. And a lot of people don't want to face it because you have to face yourself. You have to be honest yeah. with yourself. And 
you can't abandon yourself. And I see a lot of people abandoning themselves by addictions, whether it's alcohol, drugs, overeating, um, all kinds of things where they're not respecting their, their, their health and their being. And it's really blocking them. What would you say if somebody's really kind of struggling with that? Well, um, I studied it, um, coincidentally, um, because I was kind of fascinated by addiction. Um, And it turns out that every addiction is connected to a demon, not like a ghost um, or a vampire, (laughs) but it's it's such a dense energy that it almost becomes a demon. It turns out that every chakra is connected to a certain demon. I can show you. Okay. Every chakra has a certain tendency to attract an addiction but it's also in your genes i mean if your whole family has been drinking a lot then it's very hard to not start drinking right because it's a weakness that's built in so some people have a gene to attract cancer and some others don't so there um and now with this whole situation that we're in some people are very affected by whatever they take uh, and some are not. So it's also what are your fundamentals? What have, what's been in your system anyway, in the first place? So if I look at alcohol, it's your second chakra. So if you don't value, yeah, then the second chakra is also connected to your throat, which is your fifth. Oh, okay. Um, but it's very much has to do with self-value. So if you don't value yourself and you don't want to face it, you start drinking. So you numb yourself not to feel anything, mm-hmm. not to have to express yourself. And that's indeed the second chakra, so your lower body, is connected to your fifth. But right. um, I, I explained that in, I don't know whether I explained it in a video, but um, your self-awareness is something that is basic it's basic value it's in your lower body so every time you go up from the third the fourth the fifth and we are opening up so many more chakras on above our head below our feet and in our whole aura that it's going to be fascinating to really work with it that's i can tell you that it's really um, i'm looking forward to work with it um but when, you know, when a fetus is developed, the second chakra and the fifth, so throat and the lower belly, are developed at the same moment. I'm not a specialist in these kind of things, but I know that the second and the fifth chakra have a very strong connection. So you could say your self-value in your lower body has very much to do with basic needs. As a child, you need to be nourished, you need to be safe, you need to be warm, things like that. But when you get to your higher part of your body, say the higher chakras, you say, but I need to express myself, I need to be able to love myself, and I need to be allowed to love others. I need to be able to communicate the way I want to communicate. I want to look, I want to smell, I want to hear, I want to taste, whatever really helps me being the higher me. So, and especially if you get to your crown chakra, of course, I mean, there also, there's an addiction there too, because you can get addicted to spiritual work. 
which I found <laughs> very interesting. But I want to say first that if you have a tendency to be an alcoholic, it also means that you have difficulty expressing yourself and talking about yourself in a, a respectful way, which you say, I might not know this so well, I might fail at doing so and so, I might not uh, have done a good job, but I still evaluate myself. Mm -hmm. I validate myself. How do you say that? I value myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that, that's really interesting. Um, and I know sometimes when people, like you said, they can't find the words, their, their, their throat chakra, it's like stuck there. They can't get articulate out what they need to say. And that is a real sign that maybe you need maybe to work on that. Yes. Um, let me go back to that point. You were saying that spiritual work can be addicting. What yes. is that all about? And why do people get stuck in the spiritual work? Well, um, well, it, it might be in your genes as well. It might be in your, your um, let's say if you're born with, with um, an inner calling to look for other dimensions and connection with ETs or whatever, you, you say, okay, but there's so much more I need to get into it. But if you then only read all the stories instead of incorporating it and getting a, let's say, body awareness of the communication with other energies, then, that, then it's an addiction. And I know people, I mean, I, I've, I've done yoga for years and I loved it. And there was one guy and I thought, what, why are you it's still here? And he was looking the same. He did the same exercises for like 10, 15 years. And he didn't gain any consciousness. He wasn't looking any more peaceful or wise or whatever. What is this? And so I talked to the teacher uh, about this. I said, this is puzzling me. What's happening with this guy? And she said, well, yeah, you can do all the exercises. Mm. Like you can read all the spiritual books and you can join as many workshops as you like. But if you don't let it get into your whole system, when you don't integrate it and let it really sink in, so you become one with it, it doesn't do anything. But that's the, that's the trouble with, um, oh, I have had many discussions with people saying, we have to go for love and light. And then I would say, no, we have to go for the shadow. No, Miriam, we <laughs> go for the shadow. We have to go for love and light. I said, no. The shadow is there to make you aware of the love and the light. Mm -hmm. So we have to work with the shadows in ourselves, outside ourselves, to be able to embrace all that light and love bring us. Mm -hmm. We need the shadows. Most definitely. And I know your field has lots of different people with lots of different um, abilities. I think as uh, clients yes. and consumers, need to make sure that you're going to somebody that um, really knows what they're doing and knows no. what they're talking about. Cause there's a lot of, I don't know, fake gurus out there, I guess you could say. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's in every area. Uh, yeah. We have a lot of fake politicians. We have a lot of fake uh, food producers. We have a lot of fake whatever. So it's everywhere. But the yeah. thing is that people expect a spiritual healer or in, a shaman to be 
enlightened and being one doesn't mean being the, the other so it definitely is something that you have to research but there again intuition is very important yes. because you intuitively know i'm with the right person and um Happily, I experienced that several times that people came to me and said, I've been to so many people, but somehow I want to stay with you here <laughs> and do the work. Uh, and yes. that's, um, that is nice. And I cannot, it's not something that you, or that I plan, right? I'm depending on the people that come to see me it's up to them to feel the connection. I mean, I'm present, um, I'm available, I can work with them if they allow me to, mm -hmm. but they can never force anything. It's, right. it's depending on them. Right, right, that's a good point. So, but if you are sometimes even panicking enough, you know, that helps to become intuitive as well. If, let's say, your house is on fire, you immediately know where the door is so that you have to run out, right? Yes. And that goes on a spiritual level also. So if you feel that there are energies around you that really shouldn't be there because they're feeding themselves on your energy, then you know you have to do something. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. Yep. Unless, I mean, and that was the fun that um, studying in England, there were so many haunted houses and castles you could go to, <laughs> um, seances and things like that, which is not so Dutch. So mm -hmm. it's not it's not so common in Holland. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yes. Um, so let's uh, talk a little bit about 5D. That's something I've had to look up recently. Um, can you kind of break down what 3D is, 4D, and then what 5D is? You really prepared your questions well. Well, it's interesting to say because I don't feel like there are boundaries between one and the other. Okay. So I cannot be in a fifth dimension without being in the third. Mm -hmm. And um, <coughs> that's a leftover. No worries, no worries. So, so to me, there are moments in which you can enter higher dimensions. Just by breathing, by being present. Because all these dimensions are already here. There's nothing that you have to go get. It's, it's available. It's you allowing your physical and the boundaries of your emotional and your etheric and your causal body to dissolve and become part of a higher dimension. What um, there, are, of course, there are restrictions, or let's say a beautiful list that you can find on the internet. 3D is this, and 5D is that. I mean, I don't have to go into that. But the 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 beauty is that we are now motivated and triggered to step into 5D awareness by indeed 
opening up a new chakra in our chest that has to do with this universal love instead of a personal love. It is you loving everything and allowing everything to be part of the respect it pays to you. So you become one with your surroundings in a loving state. And that's different from a 3D love. Mm. And I mean, and that's the, maybe the difference is also like, um, you know, people that say, okay, I wanna help the world. I wanna really do something. I'll travel to Africa. I'm gonna help the poor people there. But say, okay, that's 3D. And it can have something to do with an addiction in their system, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And might even be a spiritual addiction, but can also be like, I, I can only validate myself enough when I help others. Well, mm -hmm. that's, but then it doesn't come from an inner balance. And what I'm talking about is when you're in 5D, you talk from an inner balance, you express yourself from an inner balance. And it will be easier to observe others and yourself when you're in the fifth dimension. But then intuition takes over. Well, it doesn't take over. Let's say it nourishes in everything you do. Every decision you have to take, you will feel you're supported by your intuition. And, you know, all this Claire Ockinson, uh, cognizant and audience and whatever, that were given to me was something that I had to discover as well, but it's all higher intuition. It all is part of already being given a connection to 5D. Interesting. So I just look at the world and where we're at now and how yeah. we interact and the detachment and the social media. Mm -hmm. It feels very 3D all the time, all around. It seems like everybody's operating at a low level energy. Um, not to say that there are people already pushed for 5D. Um, where do you see us? How do we get more people into the 5D? Why would you like to have everyone in 5D? joy fulfillment is say that again because you're isn't, isn't 5d where the joy and fulfillment is is it I, that's what i read i could be wrong <laughs> <laughs> um, i must say i really appreciate a good dinner or a good quality wine is that then 3d or 5d I would say that's 5D. But my stomach is quite 3D. Mm. Yeah. See, this is where it gets confusing. <laughs> yes. And that's why I say you can be in 3D and 5D at the same time. Okay. And when you then observe yourself, and it can be a split second. So, mm. whoa, I feel so good with this company around this table, having this great food this great conversation, it's inspiring me on all my levels. My stomach is happy, mm. my conversation makes me happy, my being with these people makes my energy field happy, I'm contributing to being happy uh, uh, with others, and that, mm -hmm. that causes an energy and an enlightenment that goes to others and inspires others as well, 
so I'm in 70 and 90 as well. Whoa, but it cannot happen without 3D. Ah, okay, I get it now. But what about when it's like a bad time, a dark time? You know, it's easy to go back to 2D, 1D probably, and experience that. Um, well, the funny thing is, of course, um, you say in 3D, we have time. Uh, in, in 5D, you said there's no time and place anymore. And you can, Okay. Um, I think a lot of people will already experience like in a split second, you suddenly feel like you're ageless and there's no horizon anymore and there's just space, right? Okay. And it can happen when you're taking a shower or making love or whatever. It can be a moment where you, your ego dissolves and then you're time and spaceless. And you are 5D. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Can you know? So and being in the other dimension has very much to do with allowing your vibration to become higher. So the more you practice being 3D and 5D and 7 and 8 and 9, right? the higher your vibration becomes, so the easier it becomes to connect to the higher vibration in nature, in people. Mm. in the spiritual like say the, the libraries that are in the cosmos that you can get all your knowledge from mm -hmm. that you need and that helps you to make to just move on but 3d we have to a kind of respect and uh, be grateful for 3d because it gives us an opportunity it's a gateway to get into the other dimensions so we can buy and get back to the other dimension in no time. I mean, no problem. But we chose to be in 3D to be able to transform 3D into the higher dimensions as well. Taking okay. 3D with us. Yes. So a key element here is being present, right? You have to be really be present to ascend to the next dimension. Because if you're not present, if you're stuck in the past, thinking in the past, you're never going to like ascend. But the funny thing is that some people can ascend just like that. It, it, it does happen, but not that often. And it happens more and more often. Um, and it goes faster. So everyone who says, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm a receiving mode. I'm allowing inspiration to come to me and touch me wherever it needs to touch me. It goes faster mm. but it means that you have to well prepare yourself by, by living a little bit healthy that's true so avoid poison in in any way mm -hmm. um and then be present to receive indeed mm -hmm. uh, my last two videos were about presence yes yes they're uh, very good <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. um, <clears throat> and indeed you know you have to be there in 3d for your guides, the inspiration, mm -hmm. God, whatever, energy, how you call it, to get to you. Mm -hmm. And I've experienced that several times also, um, that, you know, I was in trouble. I was really in trouble. And then something made me turn around and walk away from falling. What was that something? It. Oh, it, can, it's, it happened several times, and it, it, it turns out that it happens, especially to people who have come here on this earth plane to be of help 
of assistance to others, they experience near-death moments. Um, and I once was uh, really challenged, I was uh, threatened by someone, and it got like dangerous. Let's say I, I feared for my life um, without going too much into detail, but the funny thing is I thought, okay, now I have to walk away or get away from this space that's in a room. I need to get away. Just stand up, walk out, and see. And, and then you're, you're still afraid that they're gonna attack you in the back or whatever. Mm -hmm. but no, walk, 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 and then be really present in that walking away. Totally panicking. Yeah. And I walked away, and then something hit me. A light hit me, and that's the only way I can describe it. And I suddenly started laughing. Mm. It's laughing say so, yeah how on earth did i get myself into in this crazy situation and i had to laugh about it so this is wow miriam you really organized a very beautiful experience here wow so it's like they talk about the gift of fear and and how you can harness that it's it's not always bad it's it's a signal like you said that yes. prompts you to do what you need to do and exactly, um, exactly. But a continuation of fear, and that's the, the trouble with uh, traumas, um, that it, it leaves an imprint on your cells. So yep. the memory is always there and it only needs to be triggered. And it's now triggered for two years, again and again and again and again and again. So you really have to have the courage to get aware of that mm -hmm. and say, okay, I want to gain some consciousness about who I really am in this, mm -hmm. if I have to um, clear out the, the boxes in my attic, I will do that. But I also detox my body, my, my surroundings. Do I do the work that I want to do? Do I dare to take the decisions that really feel good? Things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Then it will get easier to find situations in which you can relax and be nourished. So yes. You know, trauma is an interesting thing. I know you work with a lot of people with trauma and I know trauma can stay in the body um, and get trapped there. And there's a lot of body work that people have to go through. And, and I like that you pointed out the physical environment. Um, I went through an accident. I was in the hospital and when I came out and I was at home recuperating, my mom's a nurse. She came and helped me. And one of the first things she did was clean up the environment as far as like the uh instead of looking and looking like a sick person in this house we're going to clean all the the cards up and the balloons and the flowers and take off the hospital socks and we're going to start thinking like a healthy person and that really Perfect. helped me kind of recuperate faster it was just like yeah. it was a ha-ha moment for me to not stay in it's stuck in that trauma yes very good very good it's um i like the um the the approach of um, some specialists here in Europe, but it's not really accepted in the medical world because it defines illness in a different way. They say, every time you get sick, you are healing. So oh, I like that. illness is before you get ill. Mm -hmm. So you're out of balance because of a situation or a trauma or an accident. But, well, the accidents are different. So you break a leg, that's different. 
but with a lot of illnesses, it is the healing process that you call illness, but the illness occurred before uh, because you suffered from a conflict. And most of the times it's a psychological conflict. So stress or an attack or being restricted can cause illnesses. Yes. And then the illness is a healing process. And when you then treat it as, oh, you're going to die, or you're going to get all of it. And indeed, it's very good that your mother took away all the balloons and the hospital socks <laughs> and everything. Yeah, you're a normal person, you know, and, and um, you're, you're in the process of becoming healthy. That's so, that's beautiful. So you have to celebrate it. Yes, your yes, body yes. is doing the work for you. How nice. Yes, yes. Oh, that's such a positive message. And I hope if somebody's watching this and going through it, that they, something clicks for them in this moment, that they can heal faster and recover faster. It's, it's definitely really appreciating what your body is doing for you is um, a great approach. Yeah. Definitely. So can we touch on... Um, the uh, negative emotions that get trapped in our bodies, um, either <laughs> put in from, you know, toxic relationships or societal norms, just like negative things that get trapped. How do we help people get those, those bad emotions out so that they can clear them and be freer? Um, well, I can, I can only say what my approach is in this and how I work with it. Um, and that's in the first place, not call it negative. Okay. Okay. Yeah. More neutral. Yeah. Yeah. So I say, okay, that is the experience. So let's see what, mm -hmm. what, what it connects it with in your body. So a circumstance, I say, okay, and someone changes his job and suddenly has um, uh, colleagues that, that put him down, for instance. Well, that can then, um, he can associate that with experience he had as a child in school for instance, so there is a memory there, nasty behavior of his schoolmates that's triggered now and that causes him stress in the job. By just recognizing what has been uh, a theme for him in, in the past already helps him to dissolve part of what's happening right now, right? So, but we never, we're not taught to work with these kind of traumas. We are taught to say, no, no, you keep your mouth shut. You have to be strong and go on and make them. Well, no, I think we have to be balanced. And it means also allowing these kinds of emotions to come to the surface again, so they can be dealt with. And uh, if you are able to just go back in your timeline to see where the roots are of a certain traumatic situation, then there's no positive or negative. There's just a calling. There's just a confrontation that says, are you aware of so-and-so? Are you aware of your gifts? Are you aware of your sensitivity? Are you aware of the fact that you were in the wrong company that wasn't mm -hmm. really helping you doing the stuff that you want to do? Yeah. Then you can say, okay, and translate it now why am I working with this college when I'd like to work there? And if you know what it's associated with, you don't have to face the fear that's connected to, with your past again and again and again. 
so you can clear that and say okay now i have a clear view of what's happening now so i can change my point of view and say hey uh boss i really am not producing the best work i can because i'm in that situation can we change that excellent right so, so and, and then of course and that's the difficulty um for healers that there's a lot of things that are connected to our ancestors yes. so our ancestor dealt with traumas yep. like war um death illnesses uh whatever starvation yeah that have never yeah and and one of the biggest issues is abuse that's mm -hmm. the huge theme huge trauma for a lot of people that has an effect on whole families yeah. um and i can track that back to like say one two three four generations before the person that i'm talking to mm -hmm. and if there is anything like that that happens in the past it has an influence on an effect on the person that i'm talking to yeah so they might just be too afraid to connect to someone mm. for instance but it's so grand grand grandmother was abused okay so again really um let's say the source of your issues right now can be found somewhere where you didn't think of in the first place it really behooves you to kind of look at your family tree and yes. look at it um, with maybe some clarity of intent so that you can yes. dissect where how it's affecting your own behaviors, attitudes, emotions. Um, one emotion that's like, I think really hard is the emotion of grief and whatever you're grieving and going through. And a lot of people might be grieving a, a marriage that broke up or grieving a loss of a loved one. Um, you can't exactly go back on the timeline on that one. So how do you how do you help your clients with that grief emotion? Grief emotion. Mm. That's funny that you um, so you cannot really track it. Can you? Maybe you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, because to me, grief is also a sign of respect for what was okay yeah mm -hmm. so i i pay respect to a relationship that ended by grieving yes and it's also respecting my own input in that relationship my own attempt to be part of something beautiful so i'm not I think grieving is a very beautiful thing. And I do see that uh, thinking or undertaking a kind of ritual helps grieving. So that's what we do, you know, we put flowers on the grave of someone, it helps thinking of them, paying our respects, being grateful for the fact that they were alive, things like that. That's all helpful. But you know, I got a candle burning here right now as well, because I want to respect the fact that you invited me to come and talk with you. So it's my thank you to the guides Aww. 
for allowing this conversation to take place. Uh, I, I feel so honored to talk to you. I mean, I've, I've been, like I said, watching your channel and I, you really speak to me as far as what your messages that you have like put out there. Uh, in particular, I noticed in some of your videos, um, you talk about go for it. You're telling people to go for it. And I love that. It's a simple message. And it's it's such a great reminder because a lot of people are not going for it. Can you touch sure. on why you really emphasize that? It's it's funny because, yeah, there's there are more people that say they, they like to be addressed as I go for it. But it's, you know, um, I'm, I'm, you wouldn't say, but I'm pretty hesitant normally. <laughs> Um, I can doubt myself a lot, you know, and we then um, it's, it was such a help when someone said to me, well, just go for it, you know, do it, fail, learn to fail. Yes. And just make that stupid mistake and enjoy it. You know, we're here to live a life, not to wait till life comes and gets us. Yep. So yes, in that respect, I, I mean, I like myself saying, <laughs> go for it, because it's indeed, um, it's getting you just over the threshold. It's, it's saying, okay, step into another space and enjoy having the adventure, running the risks, you know, yep. whatever. And uh, I've, I've, I've said that before, the moment i mean i've had i've been in, in really like challenging situations um and what kept me going and it was also a, a revelation that was really given to me is that the only thing that can happen is that you die then what is that so bad you've done it many times before you so mean not I'm physically, right. but there's like a part of you, you know, a thought process that dies, a, a habit that dies, a, a belief that dies. Those are things that give you new life, that can give you that, you know, impetus to go for it. Yes, yes. Uh, and that's also like a dying, um, you give compost to the earth with everything that dies. Mm. right so you nurture the earth with letting things go mm -hmm. and to me it was like okay i can die um so why not live now yeah and then you know it helps me to that especially in challenging times it gave me the courage to say okay i'll go for it yeah <laughs> i mean this is if this is not the perfect time for anybody that has like a dream or a wish or a goal to go for it, this yes. is this is like the time just yes. telling you to go for it. Yes. Well, and and that brings me to uh, the other point is that it's very important for everyone to realize that they count. Every individual is important. So when you, with your willingness to become aware of yourself, your self-value, and also are able to really observe what's happening, you're contributing to allowing another society to come into existence. So every individual counts. Yes. And to me, 
that's that's a very important thing to share as well. Very good. So we're coming to the end here. Do you have some like uh, encouraging words or final thoughts that you would like to share with the viewers? Ooh, do I have to pick one? <laughs> Whatever is calling it, calling for you. <laughs> well, validating yourself as a human being, indeed, it's a very important thing to start with. Mm -hmm. With everything it means to you. So dare to step away from shame and guilt because most of shame and guilt are rooted in other people's history, not in yours. So get rid of that luggage and you allow yourself to go for it and enjoy the fact that you have a life. <laughs> yes. And the situation has never been this transforming as it is now. But the more people that dare to take part in it and really show themselves, the faster it can happen, the happier we will be. Yes. So, Excellent. Thank you so much, Lisa. Oh, thank you, Miriam. It's been just a joy to talk to you. And I felt so honored to have you on my channel. And I can't wait to share this with my audience. And I hope you get more people coming to your channel because there's definitely a lot of junk on YouTube out there. And there's a lot of good stuff. And you're definitely some good stuff that people need. Your channel needs to blow up and your message needs to really get out there. Sorry. <coughs> no worries. Um, I, I noticed that it's... Um, it, it helps people to feel good about themselves, um, the fact that I make these videos, like you do with your videos. Uh, and I'm thinking about uh, doing courses also on Zoom to assist some people in going through these processes. So that's, that's in my agenda for the coming oh, month. Oh, that's fantastic. Is that yeah. something you're going to hopefully have come out this year? Yes, yes. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm working okay. on it, but I have some technical difficulties here I have to overcome, but that's, that's my challenge. Yes. Oh, that would be so awesome. I know you have a newsletter and people can come to your website to uh, sign yeah. up for that and be alerted to what all of the new things that you have going on. Yeah, the newsletter is still only in Dutch. Uh, oh, but I signed up for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, good for you, but I'm, I'm working on an English person as well, but I'd like time. <laughs> There's only 24 hours in a day. Maybe I should touch that as well. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, can you give me one Dutch word that I can take with me? Uh, gaan. Pan? Gaan. Gaan. Oh, yeah, gaan. The gaan. Go. It means go. Go. Gaan. 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 Exactly. Awesome. Well, I'm going to Han and in this uh, conversation, which I've really enjoyed. And if you guys like this video, give it a thumbs up and don't forget to share and subscribe and hit the bell to be alerted to when the next video drops. Thank you, Miriam. Thank you, Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you.